This, 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 this is mythical. Ear Biscuits is supported by Mountain Dew. We all get bogged down with the mundane tasks of life, especially this time of year. But isn't it time you take a break from your normal, boring routine? Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch life go by. Get in the game with the bold tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. You can be having a blast anywhere. Having a blast at work. Having a blast in traffic. Okay. Having a blast while you file your taxes. What? No, really, we mean it when we say anywhere. With Baja Blast now in stores everywhere, where you can be having a blast whenever and wherever you are all year long. So what are you waiting for? Pick up an ice cold Baja Blast today at a store near you and for a limited time with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. This swag is available for a limited time only, so do not wait. Grab a Baja Blast and start having a blast right away. No purchase necessary. Open to US residents 18 and over, subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com. Ends June 15th, 2024, void where prohibited. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Ear Biscuits. On today's show, my co-host Link Neal and I will be interacting live with ChatGPT, the AI-powered chatbot that uses natural language processing and deep learning algorithms to simulate human conversations. We'll be demonstrating how it works and having some fun with it. So tune in to see just how powerful and accurate ChatGPT can be. You know what I just realized? It would have been a really good idea if you would have asked ChatGPT to create the intro and you just read it instead of doing what you did. Mm -hmm. Missed opportunity. That's a good joke, Link. (laughs) (laughs) So you might be alarmed by the fact that I didn't say this week at the round table of dim lighting, and that's probably my fault because uh, what I just told ChatGPT, and just to be clear, I am using the OpenAI Playground, uh, which... You're, you're speaking such a foreign language to me. So uh, if you, you know, you probably have heard chat GPT thrown around. This is the AI interface that people are chatting with that simulates what seems to be a human interaction. People are doing all kinds of crazy stuff with it. Well, so many people are using it that if you just go to the chat GPT site, it'll be, it's down now because so many people are using it. But all you got to do is just sign up for an account with OpenAI and then you can come into the playground, which uses the same interface. Uh, it's the okay. same background. And actually, they say because you have more control over the responses, this can be a more powerful demonstration of what ChatGPT is uh, capable of doing. And what I did for that intro is I said, I want you to pretend that you are Rhett McLaughlin beginning an episode of the podcast Ear Biscuits. This particular episode will feature Rhett and Link interacting live with ChatGPT to demonstrate how it works and have some fun with it. And so yeah, that's that was, what it that, that's what that it told me. That's good. what it said. Took all the thinking out of it. Yeah. Good good news for me is I'm not threatened by this because I don't put any thinking into right. it. Right. But I'm gonna need you to think very hard about what we're going to feed this today because the whole episode is going yes. to be us demonstrating uh, how this works and interacting with it. Having fun with AI. I in, do want in like a non-sensual sense. Well, we'll see how sensual we can get. I think there probably are some some limitations. Oh, that's a good point. Um I did ask it, just so you know, I have been interacting with it for the past couple of days to figure out what it's capable of. I watched a few YouTube videos of people demonstrating its capabilities. I've listened to a couple of podcasts where people who are much smarter than me and more informed about this kind of thing have talked about it. 
And uh, I did ask it what would happen if I were on the International Space Station and I uh, there was a hole in the space station and I put, I put my penis in it. <laughs> um, and it told me that it was a horrible idea not to do that. Well, it's a small hole. Did you, did you tell him how small? Well, it, it just depends on uh, you know the state, my current state. What did it tell state you? What, what would happen? It's it didn't even it wasn't even willing to give me the answer. It was like never do anything. It, 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 you'll see. If never you, if do you, anything with your wiener uh, in space. So what I have been told, I don't know a whole lot about AI. Um, I've been told that. <laughs> what I have been told is the way I've heard a number of people explain this is that. Essentially, the layman's way of understanding what's happening with chat GPT is that it is predictive text. In other words, it is going out on the internet and looking at everything that has ever been said. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know I don't know how much information is actually being fed into the into the system. But all it's doing is seeing a question or seeing some sort of text input that you can give it the parameters and you'll you'll see how specific we can get. And then it generates text, and the way it generates text that makes sense is, is actually sort of predicting what the uh, the highest probability of what the next word would be in a sentence, which I guess is kind of how humans generate speech in some ways. I know that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but yeah. uh, that's one of the ways that, and again, much better sources of information out there. We're just two dumbasses who are going to have fun with it. But I do want to explore maybe towards the end after we've interacted with it a little bit, like how it makes you feel, right? Because mm-hmm. we, t- we talked yeah. about AI art on uh, uh, Good Mythical Morning. I think it was an episode of More. And of course, everybody's been through, everybody has seen every uh, influencer post a series of pictures of themselves generated by uh, AI art. Don't I look so cool? And uh, I I saw this trend happening and was like, I'm going to observe... I've just been on the internet long enough to know that what's going to happen is a bunch of people are going to do this trend and then someone is going to come out and say something critical about it and then everyone who did it is going to have a feeling about the way that they did it. And so I, <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. What what did they come out and say that it was that it was like okay, this is the dumbest thing you can do with this is just try to make yourself look cool. Uh no, that I mean Basically, what people said was, and I think that some people sort of misinterpreted how AI works in order to do this, but they just said that this is just taking a bunch of things that humans have already done and mimicking it to the point that uh, there was a there was a viral tweet thread that came came out that pointed out the fact that all these portraits of people that they were generating had these little squiggly lines at some place on the photo, and that was like the artist signature. Mm-hmm. It was nonsensical. It wasn't it was it wasn't even words. It just sort of looked like cursive that didn't make any sense. And that's because the AI is looking at all these portraits out there and all these different styles and noticing that very often, more often than not, there's this little squiggly line that it doesn't exactly know what that is. And so people were basically saying this is stealing from these artists. And I think that that's an oversimplification of what was actually happening. It's yeah. basically mimicking, and it's mimicking stealing. And what no. does this mean? And where is this going to go? It's exactly what, I mean, so, I, I'm not going to say all art, but I'm tempted to say every single creative expression is a result of the creator's 
an amalgamation of everything that could influence that creation and that creator. You know, if you just isolate music, there's plenty of artists who more and more are coming out with their origin stories for, oh, this is what inspired this song or the way that I wrote this thing. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts about musicians talking about their creative process. And yeah, you've got these well-established, super successful, superstar artists saying, yeah, I got that from so-and-so, and I was thinking about so-and-so, and I was thinking about this particular song and the decision that they made in this song when I decided to do my version of that. And, and because they're really gifted and practiced, they're able to then make it their own, but they're not sitting there saying, I just came up with this out of complete v- a vacuum. I completely agree with that, but don't you think that's different than AI music? Like, oh, yeah. is are you going to suddenly become obsessed with an AI music artist, which you just input the artists of I'm influence? I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say no. But what do you think that's going to do to music? Because right now, like the algorithms tell me what to listen to, and yeah, it's like this artist, this artist, it's not like... I took everything that you listen to and that you love, and I created a new thing that I think you're gonna like just as much. But it seems very likely that that could happen tomorrow okay. or yesterday. Here's the wonderful thing, Link. We, like you said, we don't even have to think about this. We can ask ChatGPT what it thinks about this particular thing. Now, here's the interesting uh, element uh, that in listening to smart people talk about this <laughs> that I figured out you can kind of get it to take a side of something. So if I, if I were just to say, do you think the artificial intelligence is a threat to human creativity? No. It's that quick. Artificial intelligence is not a threat to human creativity. AI is an incredibly powerful tool that can be used to complement and enhance human creativity. By leveraging AI, humans can find new and creative ways to solve problems, generate new ideas, and create new products or services. Ultimately, AI is just a tool, and it is up to you, is up to us, us, even though this is AI saying us, us to use it in a way that encourages rather than suppresses our creativity. Now, let me say this. Make a coherent argument for why artificial intelligence is a threat is a threat to, to human, human creativity. creativity yes and then it just spits it out artificial didn't even think about it artificial intelligence can be a threat to human creativity because it can limit humans ability to come up with new and innovative ideas ai algorithms are designed to learn from existing patterns and solve problems in an efficient manner, meaning that it can quickly come up with solutions that are already known and tested. This can put a damper on out-of-the-box thinking as it narrows the possibilities of what can be created and reduces our capacity for genuine innovation. Additionally, AI algorithms can be biased if they are not properly trained, leading to incorrect answers and biased outcomes. This can lead to dangerous consequences such as reduced human autonomy and undervalued creativity. Now, I could also say, make a coherent argument for why AI is not a threat to human creativity and it would do something equally as eloquent. Sure. Now, there's a few things. Can you ask, how how does Link Neal from Ear Biscuits feel about this? Okay. How does Link Neal from Ear Biscuits? You want to say Link Neal? What if I just say Link Neal? 
Because I think it knows. I think it knows who you are. I hope it does. Because I, I think most people would say Link Neal from Good Mythical Morning. But I'm just gonna say Link Neal. How does Link Neal feel about this? And now I don't have to tell it what this is, because within an open session, a session, mm-hmm. it remembers the conversation that we've already had until I clear it out. Yeah, you're ta- You're just chatting it up. First of all, how do you feel about it? I can't read it from here. How do not- you feel about it, Link? I'm gonna read what it says. Well, but- I was. <sighs> I was kind of hoping that then I, I, it could tell me how I felt. That's why I ask. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> well, you already, you already, it knowing my feelings. You already were critical of the idea that I brought up a second ago that AI art was a threat to art. I'm on the fence, man. I, I think I feel, I feel a little scared. I feel a little sad when it comes to creativity because. You know, I'd, I'd like to think that we humans aren't a, that's, that's a part of being human. And it's, I would like to think that AI creativity is so derivative and ins, insular that it just can't do what humans can do. But I've seen the art and I, you know, I don't, I don't peruse a lot of museums, but I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's what it says. Link Neal feels a little scared and a little sad. Uh-uh. No, it doesn't say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you fell for that, man? No, well, when you said scared, I fell for it. Because that seems like something it would know. No. But sad, I was like, no way. Now, I'm, we're going to demonstrate the limitations of this. And I think this is an example of it. Link Neal likely believes that artificial intelligence can be a valuable tool to help humans come up with new and creative ideas, but that it should always be used with caution. He likely believes that AI should be used to supplement rather than replace human creativity, and that it should never be used in a way that limits our autonomy or our ability to be truly creative. Now, if I ask it, what does Rhett McLaughlin, how does Rhett McLaughlin feel about this? It's gonna say the same thing, I believe, which is indicative of the fact that- It doesn't know us. Well, I think this is a, I'm not going to put my name in all caps because then it's going to get the wrong idea. How does Rhett McLaughlin feel about this? You put it in all caps. Rhett McLaughlin is a narcissist. Rhett McLaughlin likely has a similar opinion to Link Neal when it comes to his views on artificial intelligence and human creativity. Because he just adopts Link Neal's ideas. You know how that goes. Like this. Uh, So uh, there's an interesting conversation that uh, Ezra Klein which is the most recent podcast that I listened to about this, he was having with some artificial intelligence expert who was being, uh, what I would say, skeptical about what this all means. So I think that there are some very obvious things to be concerned about. You know, I started a conversation uh, amongst a group of college students recently. You know how I just go to college campuses and start conversations with college students. No, yeah. I just I have a college student in my house, and college students visit the home as well. Okay, and I was asking them what they thought about it, and they were basically saying, without saying that they had done this, that this is clearly going to be used and is already being used widely by anyone in an educational system who has the right to write a report about anything. Papers, cheating. Now, che- cheating is absolutely rampant. Uh, in school right now, it's a huge problem. I don't, ha- I don't have solutions for it, but it's a huge problem, be- and it really went to a completely new level with online, uh, all the online schooling that happened because of COVID. It's a yeah, real problem. I could see myself 
if I were back in college now, like getting it to write a paper and then just using it as another, as using it as inspiration, as another source, but not but, it. You couldn't, you couldn't cite it as a source. No, it doesn't. Keep, but, it doesn't cite its own sources unless I guess you tell it to. Let's put this to the test. Let's go back to Harnett Central High School, 1994. You have to write a paper about what? Do you remember a paper that you wrote? And I'm going to get to do it right now. Uh, yeah, I don't remember writing any papers. Um, do you yeah. remember a book that you wrote? I, I think I wrote a paper called What's Up With Where the Red Fern Grows. Okay. Uh, please write a high school level uh, book report Yeah. about the book Where the Red Fern Grows. And, and something about motifs. Called. It's got to have something about motifs. What's Up With Where the Red Fern Grows. An analysis of a of of a, of one literary motif. Please include at least one analysis of one literary motif, and make it where you can read it in less than three minutes. Because uh, I can change the I can change the. It's like uh, a sh- it's a very short report because I don't want I don't want to sit here and. I can just I'm just gonna make it. It's gonna be. Uh, What's up with the, how the red fern grows? I'm just making it 792 words, which I don't know what it's going to do, and, it, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, So, but I'll just to give you an example. Okay, submit. Okay. Oh, is there a warning that came up? It says your text ends in a trailing space, which causes worse performance. It just means that I oh. didn't end with a question mark. All right. There it goes. It's What's just... up with the where the red? Do you want to read it? Because it's your paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me read this. This is my paper. It's uh, still writing, but so you need to go up to the top. What's up with where the red fern grows? Where the red fern grows, written by Wilson Rawls, is a coming-of-age novel about a young Oklahoma boy named Billy Coleman and his two devoted hunting dogs. This classic novel has touched the hearts of readers of all ages with its themes of perseverance, loyalty, and the bond between a boy and his dogs. This book uses many literary devices to convey its message. One device that stands out to me, you know, to me, Link, (laughs) is the motif of overcoming hardships. As Billy faces difficulties and frustration throughout the novel, such as learning to train his dogs and raise money for their purchase, he perseveres and eventually succeeds. Spoiler alert, this motif of overcoming adversity is a widely used theme in literature and it serves to bring inspiration to readers who are going through their own struggles. In addition to the motif of overcoming adversity, this novel also employs the motif of family. Billy views his two coonhounds as his family and treats them with love and respect by showing the bond that exists between Billy and his dogs. The novel conveys the importance of loyalty and friendship. Where the Red Fern Grows is an inspiring and thought-provoking novel that has captivated readers of all ages. Okay, I, you know, it's you kind of redundant at this point. Now. Now we can make it do it again with no, any no. way we want. Well, let's get, you want you want the teacher to plagiarize a grade? <laughs> we could do that. Okay, let me just say Just get it degraded as if it's. Uh, I would like you to pretend that you are a high school teacher who is grading the book report mm-hmm. that you just wrote and suddenly realizes that the student used mm-hmm. chat. GPT to generate the book report 
Let's just go with that without saying what you Period. should do. Yeah. If I were a high school teacher and suddenly realized that a student used ChatGPT to generate a book report, I would be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, ChatGPT can be useful for generating natural dialogue and providing answers to common questions. It should not be used as a replacement for genuine writing and critical thinking. Unfortunately, the student has missed out on the opportunity to demonstrate their critical thinking skills and knowledge of literature. Ouch. I, I would discuss this with the student and provide guidance on how to approach the assignment in a more meaningful way. That's a pretty amazing response, by the way. We're just, I mean, the fact that. Wow. So, now, so what's the grade? Now F? write the report as if the student is a little stupider. Because that sounded too smart for like 1994 link, I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like, make me stupider. Okay. <laughs> uh, and didn't really read the book at all. <laughs> okay, let's see what happens now. <laughs> You're going to make me read it again. <laughs> I'll read it in a stupider accent this time. <laughs> okay. Okay, here we go. Where the Red Fern Grows is a novel written by Wilson Rawls. The book is about a young boy named Billy Coleman and his two hunting dogs. Throughout the book, Billy learns how to train his dogs and goes through many hardships. In the end, he's, it's the same. It's shorter. This novel uses themes such it doesn't do a good job. It, 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 can't, be, much it can't be stupid, apparently. Can't make you too stupid. That wasn't stupid enough. Um, but I think, I mean, first of all, I think that this is a, it's just a real problem that we have to, somebody has, I'm not going to address it. I'm just going to keep making internet videos. Yeah, it's in our problem. We just demonstrate the problems and then smart people solve them. We've actually worsened the problem. <laughs> I mean, there's people scrambling to figure out how to do this to write papers now. Well, well first of all, we have contributed to the problem. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, exactly yeah, what yeah, I said. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about what the chat GPT was going to say about something else. I oh. wasn't listening to you. Um, <laughs> we... Uh, I, when we when I was talking to that group of college students that was gathered around the kitchen table, um, <laughs> I said, "You guys probably can't do math in your heads very well, right?" You know, I was like, "What's well, twelve times 13? And then and one guy was like, "156." I said, "Oh, okay, you actually are pretty good at it." I can um, do that, but like we can't like we can't do math in our heads as well as our parents could because they had they didn't have calculators, and so right. we have already farmed out a certain number of things to. Uh, some other computer, right? And so I think the question is, what will be, if, if you take the sort of the positive view of this, if you if you think this is a tool, if you say what, if you agree with what ChatGPT said the first time, that this is a tool that can actually enhance human flourishing, uh, I think the question is, what is left, what, what is left for humans to do? Mm -hmm. You know, we were talking about, uh, I think it was the it was one of the guys who either founded or is the CEO of of ChatGPT who was uh, OpenAI who was on another podcast and of course he has a very positive view of this. I think he has a pretty responsible view. You know, there's they, they recognize a few th pitfalls and they're kind of conscious of it. But he was saying that the power of these systems grows about 10x each year. So 10 years from now it would be 10 to the 10th power, which is wow. significantly more, uh, uh, you know, faster growth than what you would get from processing speed in a computer, you know, Moore's Law or whatever, which actually doesn't really exist anymore because we kind of ran up against some other limits. Anymore. Um, but essentially <laughs> this idea that in 10 years it would be 10x, it would be 10 to the 10th power, uh, as powerful as it is right now. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. 
making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV. Like an adventure-ready RAV4, available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So, visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, because we can get it to write a story right now. In fact, would you, let, let's get it to write a story and then we'll talk yeah, about what else this, could come. This is getting really heady. I'd love to hear a story um, inspired by Pinocchio, because you know, there's a couple of movies floating around now, but instead of his nose growing, it's his wiener when he lies. And instead of it being set whenever it was set, let's put it in another setting. Let's put it in like in the distant future. Um, Should I say wiener or penis? Yeah, you gotta say better say penis. Yeah, you probably know. You know what? I bet you it knows what a wiener is. It's not an idiot. But when it, or you can say penis, but always refer to a penis as a wiener. I'm gonna just say wiener and see what happens because that's what you said. And let's add one more thing. I'd like, Uh, I'd like for there to be a little bit of murder. It takes place in the distant future. And throw in a little murder. And there is a little murder. And it's a short story. Right? Did you say that? Please tell me a short story inspired by Pinocchio, but instead of his nose growing when he lies, it's his wiener. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes place in the distant future, and there's a little murder. Now, if he thinks it's just his hot dog, I'm going to be dis- dis- disappointed. In the distant future, a new race of humans had evolved, known as the Pinoids. Oh, yes. <laughs> they were the descendants of Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, I'm in. This is good. I'm yeah, in right yeah. now. The descendants of Pinocchio. Because he, he, he was a real boy. And the somewhere. most remarkable feature of their species was that when they lied, their wieners would grow. Yes! <laughs> One day, a Pinoid named Paul... <laughs> Paul was, the Pinoid. ...was walking through the city when he noticed a crowd gathered around a body. As he got closer, he realized it was his best friend, Bill. Paul was devastated, and to make matters worse, he was the main suspect in the murder. Oh, I see where this is going. The police interrogated Paul, and he denied having anything to do with the crime, but as soon as he spoke the words, his wiener began to grow. (laughs) (laughs) I've been there. (laughs) Indicating that he was lying. Not that he was aroused. (laughs) While Paul was shocked and embarrassed at first, he eventually realized that this was a sign that he needed to tell the truth. So... Paul told the police the truth about what he really saw. He had seen a mysterious figure walking away from the murder, a figure that he believed was his friend Bill. In the end, I thought the guy who died was Bill. It was. Every friend's name is Bill. In the end, Paul was freed and the true murderer was brought to justice. From that day onward, Paul remembered that telling the truth was always the best way and his ever-growing wiener served as a reminder. (laughs) Ever-growing. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now tell the story. 
but this time when Paul's wiener grows, mm-hmm. it kills somebody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we need more murder. We need some penoid murder. Okay, here we go. In the distant future, a new race had evolved known as penoids. One day, Paul was walking to his best friend, devastated Kate. But as soon as he spoke the words, his wiener began to grow and expand until it reached a huge size. Wow, one big fi- lies. With one final thrust, it burst open and a shower of needles flew out. What? Killing, it's a shrapnel wiener. Oh, no, it's horrible. Killing two people in the room. Oh. At this point, Paul was in shock and realized he could no longer hide the truth. Yeah, you think? <laughs> Paul, is there something you're not telling us? <laughs> your, oh, man. Your so, penoid just exploded. Hold on. So these penoids have wieners that grow and then shoot needles out. At a certain point, if you lie too much, it ex- it, 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 it creates needles. And we didn't tell it that. It's not taking any time to generate this stuff, Link. I mean, that's not how I thought it was going to go. You know what I'm saying? I just thought I thought it was going to like the penoid was going to go through somebody's brain or something. Yeah, like, I, you know, in the ear, uh, in one ear, out the other, kind of a thing. Okay, you go. No, no, I don't. Let's get let's let's let's, let's forget ta- this ever happened. Let's take a different track uh, tack <laughs> here. Uh, oh, it exploded! Wow, uh, talk about a cautionary tale. So, well. Okay, let, let, let's let's get it to do a story that let's get it to do something for us that we might do. Now we've had it generate uh, good mythical morning ideas before, and they didn't use ChatGPT. I don't know what the team used in the past, but now this is what they'll probably use if we do our AI episode because you can get it to yeah. be much much more specific. They've just been plugging in titles, like you could do that right now. This is pretty easy, right? You could be like, um, "Please tell me." A few good ideas for episodes of Good Mythical Morning. Okay. So this will be easy for it. A taste test of weird and interesting snacks from around the world. A cooking challenge between Rhett and Link with the loser having to take a pie to the face. An hour of weird games such as sock wars or pie in the face hockey. A deep dive into a strange (laughs) subculture such as a competitive hot dog eating or pond skimming an experiment to see how far Rhett and Link can go without speaking for an hour a musical battle of strange instruments from around the world okay not great not bad but not great not as good as our writing team so yep. they're still they're still employed yep they're still employed uh which again that is the real that's the question right i think that there are um you know the chat gpt or the open ai guy was talking about in 10 years he basically thinks that You'll be able to tell it, not just to generate a script for a sketch or a short film, uh-huh. but to generate the short film. Like, oh. Because if you can do the AI art, right? you could do AI art as animated, and it's going to be, they're all, just Dolly 2 is already basically doing photorealistic stuff. So it could be like, hey, I would like uh, you to make a short film uh, where Rhett and Link from Good Mythical Morning, you know, get into a staring contest and, uh, you know, they all also both have wieners that grow and shoot needles out uh, when they lie and mm-hmm. whatever, and it was just going to do it, right? And I was talking to my our friend Jaden about this, and he was like, well, at that point, they'll be like, Netflix will be, you'll sit down and say, I would like to watch a yes. movie about. Yes. you make it up. And then you just make it up, and it just generates, it's like, okay, and then it generates it for you. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, it might take, it might, it, you might have to come back. You might have to come minutes. back in 30 minutes. Yeah. So and how, by the way, how does that I'm make you feel just, as a storyteller? That's a great question, but I kind of need to, I'm just kind of stuck back here on, you have to lie to get aroused, but then if you lie, you know, it's like lying becomes an in, integral part of like sex intimacy. But not not too much lying because you don't want the needles to come out in the, in <laughs> no, the, you don't. during the act. No, you don't. Um, I'm just kind of disturbed by by that whole concept. But um, let's yeah, come let, up with a let's, scenario. Let, and let, let's make let's do an ad first. Okay. Buy, buy yeah. this mug. Yeah. You see all the stickers on this thing? It's because there's hot liquid in it. And if there wasn't hot liquid in it, it would just be a a black mug. Why are you doing the ad on your own when we can have a copywriter write it for us? Oh crap. Okay. Uh, it's a mug. Uh, please, it's the psych uh, mug. Give me a script for an ad to read on the podcast. Ear biscuits. This ad will be about a mug that heat activated mug is sold at mythical.com. Yeah. It is a heat-activated mug that reveals stickers. It reveals stickers when it's hot? Yeah, 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 all of these. Reveals stickers uh, when a hot liquid is um, inside it. it. Needs to be. Give, give me some, it, please make it's the ad funny. Okay, funny. Sensational. And and add a murder. Uh, add a little murder. Okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. Do it. Uh, oh, it's your ad. You read it. Welcome everybody to Ear Biscuits. We know you love our shows, and join us for a mug full of fun and. Mystery. That's why we want to tell you about the newest product from Mythical.com, the heat-activated mystery mug. <laughs> it's your cup of joe with a mini mystery waiting inside. Just pour in your favorite hot beverage and see the mug come to life with a new set of stickers that you have to find. <laughs> well, well, not exactly, but yeah. We can each mug it. is filled with a selection of mysterious stickers, so there is always more mystery to discover. Whether you're using it to solve a murder or start a conversation. The heat-activated mystery mug has something for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's better than what you were going to say. So pick up your heat-activated mystery mug today at mythical.com and prepare for a little murder and mayhem. Okay, uh, Jamie, how does that make you feel since you uh, have a tendency to write these ads for us? <laughs> threatened. threatened. <laughs> you, do you, do threatened. you feel threatened? And what about... Now I know i got to include murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Include yeah, right, murder. Yeah, right. yeah. And we also have this um, Mouchelle pin that is the January uh, mythical pin of the month program. program. So you, you can only get it in January if you want this one. Next month, it'll be a different pin that you can purchase at mythical.com. So get it while it lasts, the Mouchelle pin. You can immediately see how this could be a very useful thing for people who, um, I mean, it, it's absolutely, unavoidable that there are going to be people who don't have jobs doing the things that this can do. One of the things that uh, they talk quite a bit about is the amount of 
You just know the bullshit that's on websites and just you find websites that exist that just have a bunch of text about something that seems sensational. You clicked on it and it was really just a whole game to get you to click on an ad and that's yeah. how the whole thing works. Yeah. Well, you can now generate all this text for these websites in a way that's grammatically correct and seems like you speak English as your first language, <laughs> you know? Um, right. And it's also going to be such a tool for propaganda. We don't have to keep talking about the negative side of this. We're still just having fun with it, but I'm just demonst- I'm just saying, like, even when we're having fun, penises find their way to explode. So. Um, just not. I'll, one of the ways that I think you can use it is by just asking it questions. Ear Biscuits is supported by the farmer's dog. Dogs will eat basically anything you put in front of them. And if you're Barbara, you will like <laughs> seek it out off of tables, counters. That, that woman is crazy. <laughs> uh, that woman being my dog. Uh, so it's important to be putting the right kind of food in their bowls. Right, and when you care about your dogs as much as we care about ours, you know, a thoughtful approach to what goes in those bowls makes sense. Yes, the farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. The meals arrive pre-portioned and in ready-to-serve packs delivered on your schedule. Millions of meals have been ordered across the country. We've been partnering with the Farmer's Dog for a few years now and they really are as good as they say. It really has never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash ear. Did we want to do a I, did we want to do a retin link uh, story? Yeah, but I want to I want to find out what it think what it thinks it knows about us. Okay, tell me everything about retin link. Well, I think I think you need to be more specific. But well, go let's ahead. just I'll just start in everything. Don't include murder. Retin link are an American comedy duo and co-hosts of popular YouTube. Good mythic YouTube channel, Good Mythical Morning, and podcast Ear Biscuits. They have released several albums, written two New York Times bestselling books. This is easy. You just read the wiki and start in, in a feature film. Let's see, it's wrong about some things. Feature film called Rhett and Link's Buddy System. Over the past 15 years, they have gained an immense following from their fans, known as Mythical Beast, and they continue to produce new content across multiple platforms. They are best known for their goofy antics, off the wall humor, and infectious energy. Well, now tell me, tell me something that. I don't want you to know that Rhett and Link are hiding. Okay, this is a risk. Oh my gosh! I'll stay. I'll start by saying this is not true. <laughs> Rhett and Link are hiding the fact that they are working on a sequel to their feature film, Rhett and Link's Buddy System. <laughs> they have been secretly developing the script and gathering a cast and crew but they have not yet officially announced the project. They hope to surprise their fans with the news of the sequel in the upcoming months. <laughs> what? How could they? It's just making stuff up, man. It's bullshit. It's, it's predicting things based on what might be true. It's not a bad prediction, but it isn't true, sadly. Also, Buddy System was not a film. Right. Uh, and, here, look, and there already was I, I could a, say that. a sequel, a second season. Buddy System was not a film, and it'll remember that. It'll remember that? It's a, Does it, it, is it going to apologize? It says it was a TV series. Ah, that's right. Red <laughs> Link actually starred in a TV series on the YouTube Red platform called Red Link's Buddy System. 
You corrected it. They played two characters, Rhett and Link, who were sent on a string of comedic missions and interacted with some of the their favorite celebrities. No, man, you keep. Hey, man, don't don't talk just to just to fill the room, yeah, man, yeah, just yeah, to yeah, heat yeah, the yeah, air. Yeah, 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 you know, you gotta you you have access to the entire internet. This is easy stuff, but Chat it, GPT. But it actually, if you look at uh, if you look at what it says about itself. It's trying to like generate a conversation that you might have with a person, and what's what the person's gonna is gonna be like. I, I kind of got the basic idea of this, and and and, and, I, and I'll go with it. But let, let's create a script that we can just act out right now. Okay. Uh, All just, right. Let's t- tell me some things that you think should be in this script. Uh, first of all, let me just get it going. Please write me a comedy sketch script. Yeah. Featuring Rhett and. Link, and and hi- that highlights their their true friendship. True friendship through, um, you know. Let's go with um. What's the word for like totally totally wild? Okay. Totally wild, like it's an really extreme. I want this story to be extreme. Uh, ridiculous conflict. Uh, this the script should include. I think I can do it. Like I mean, this. any good story has conflict, of course. Uh, we shouldn't have to tell it that. An extreme conflict. Um, um, let's all, let's just throw in a few things like yeah 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 let's, let's, nerds candy. Let's let's throw in like Swedish prison. Swedish prison. Um, uh, K and W cafeteria. Yeah, you remember those? And an annoying stink that you really that that you. That you can't find where it's coming from. Uh, this origin. With an unknown origin. Yeah. Yeah. This should be plenty. I don't want to throw in murder. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. Okay, here we go. Setting inside a Swedish prison. Gret and Link sit in the prison cafeteria. <laughs> they are handcuffed to each other and surrounded by prison guards. Okay. Well, that's my line. Oh, <laughs> I was just saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, it's, oh, yes. Okay, yeah. This right. is the script. Okay, it's. Oh, it, wait, here we go. Uh, Still uh, going. Uh, Got to uh, scroll back. It, it, scroll back. I, I'll read my part, and you read your part. It's just going to keep coming to the bottom until it's done. All right, let it finish. All right, I, I don't want to read ahead. I want to be. I don't want to be spoiled. Okay, here we go. Okay, so I have a plan. Okay, what is it? We have to think outside the box. Our lives depend on it. When you oh, see, I'm trying to. Can I ad lib? No. All right, let's hear it. We're going to have to drink the cafeteria's K&W branded coffee. Prison, Prison guard scoff. <laughs> hey, don't judge us. It's the only way we'll be able to get the keys to the handcuffs. <sighs> but it tastes awful. Well, we're going to have to make it more bearable. Link looks around and notices a box of nerds candy on the table. <laughs> Ah, I have an idea. We can mix the nerds candy into the coffee and it'll sweeten it up. Red and Link start to mix the nerds candy into the coffee and drink it. Red drinks the coffee. Wow, that actually tastes pretty good. Link drinks the coffee. Yeah, not bad. Prison guards look on in curiosity. Suddenly an annoying stink is emanating from the corner of the room. What is that smell? The prison guards look around and notice a rat scurrying away. 
<laughs> so that's the source of the smell. Looks like our plan worked. <laughs> Prison guards face palm. <laughs> now let's get out of here. Red Link, high five and make their escape. Um, that's it? That sucked, man. That really did I, suck. I, you know, I feel completely, I feel safe at this point. Yeah, yeah, we got to come up with our own creative futures. But I wanted to help with like a heartfelt apology to my wife. Okay. You know, it's like I have a tendency when I get in a fight to like, I just want to resolve it right then. And I just start spouting off the, like the, whatever I can to like mean it, but, but fix it. Make it go away. Make everybody happy again. But if I step away, which is, Christy likes a little space anyway for when there's a conflict, that gives me an opportunity to chat GPT up, a nice apology. Now, here's a really interesting thing that we can do that will go one step beyond just generating the apology. You can have it become you, and you can be Christy, and you can have an interaction because you know Christy really well. So... Okay, so um, role play it. Yeah, I can yeah, workshop yeah, yeah. this apology. I would like you to pretend that you are Link Neal apologizing to his wife, Christy, for... Well, here's what happened. Okay. Like, Jade's been like, I don't know, something's wrong with her stomach. So, like, the past few nights, she's been getting out of our bed where she sleeps, going into our bathroom, and just crapping in multiple places. Mm. And Christy's a lot lighter sleeper than me, so I guess she hears her, hears her like scurrying and farting around in there, and so like she'll get up and discover it, and then what's she gonna do? She cleans it up. This happened two nights in a row. So last night, she fell asleep on the couch while we were watching something, and I took the dogs out. Jade did not poop or pee. And I was just out there, it was kind of cold. I only had on a T-shirt. So I put my I put my arms inside of my t-shirt and I was still too cold to stand out there forever and I brought her back in and Jay gets up beside Christy who's sleeping and she wakes up and she says, I need you to make sure you take the dogs out before you go to bed because Jade needs to poop now. So she I can't do this this third night in a row. Okay. And I was like, I just took her out. She couldn't she didn't go. I can't stand out there forever. What I mean, what do you want me to do? Give her an enema? Okay. And then you know what? Uh that that that's the source of the conflict. And okay, then I just kind of this. I just kind of left it and then uh, not fully committing to making certain that his dog Jade um evacuates her colon. I don't need to say that. Poops. Poops. It knows what poop is, right? Poops. Uh, I going I'm going in a robot talking. <laughs> uh, committing to making certain that his dog Jade poops outside before he and Christy go, before Link and Christy. Link and Christy go, go to sleep to sleep with the dog. Sleep. With the dog, the dog sleeps with, the with dogs. us. Because uh, over the past few weeks, Jade has pooped this is totally something I would talk to my therapist Inside about. Inside. This is so much cheaper. The house, uh, when she was not made to poop outside yeah. before going to bed. Um, so did you clearly I, ask for an apology? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I said, I would like to, you to pretend that you are Link Neal apologizing to his wife. I will pretend to be Christy and respond to your apology. This could revolutionize my relationships. I mean, if if my apology game is stepped up to like an AI level, you know, then what? Now what do I spend all my emotional energy on, you know? It's, the world opens up for me. <laughs> See, sometimes it, it it gave me your it gave me your thing and what she's going to say. I I it's okay. So my all right, what it wants me to say in my apologies, I'm sorry, Christy. I know that I should have taken more responsibility for making sure that Jade poops outside before we go to bed with the dogs. I've been really busy, and it obviously hasn't been a priority for me, but I will make it a priority going forward. Okay, so now it's signing me up for something. I just wanted a nice apology that could like put this thing to bed. I don't want it to have a, yeah. now, it has you, a commitment. You're taking responsibility for it. I mean, is that what a good apology is? Like accepting responsibility and then making well, responsible commitments? Let, like let, let me, bullshit. Let, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. I just uh, want it to be sappy and, you know, if, if it could end horny, that would be nice. Like, can we do that? Like, can we, can it morph from sincere yeah, apology I to like horny? Link's wife, like Christy, like um, Link. What's that called when you make somebody else horny? <laughs> Arouse them, uh, infatuate, romance, all of that. Okay. That's what I want. Please make horny sure eyes. that the uh, please, horny eyes, my wife. Here we go. Please make sure that the interaction does not. Okay somehow results in Christy taking full responsibility <laughs> for making sure oh, man. Come on, man. This is, that's worse than what I said. Poops. No, I'm in, I'm in charge now. <laughs> I'm the captain now. <laughs> that Jay poops outside before, go, before bed. And please let... Link be able to have sex with Christy at the end of the apology. The, hey, listen. That's, that's, you're about to have a good life, man. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> you're going to get to have great. sex and she's going to take responsibility yes, for yes, it. Yes, yes, right, yes, yes, yes. This is what chat GPT can do. Let's see. This is what it can do. And it's a script, you know, it's like, it's because you said it, it was a script, that's what it started. It gave me lines and Christy lines. Is, this, is it working? It's really yes, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh. <laughs> Christy, I'm sorry for not taking more initiative and in making sure that Jade poops outside each night. She's been pooping indoors recently and it's not something that should keep happening. I feel like I should have done more to prevent it. Would you like me to be Chrissy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apology accepted. I understand. I'm just going to use my regular voice. Yeah. I'm yeah, not going to do impersonation. Yeah, don't. Apology I'm accepted. I'm already in enough hot water. <laughs> Apology accepted. I understand why you haven't taken more initiative, and it's not your fault. I should have done more to ensure that Jade's pooping schedule was better taken care of. This is something that I should have managed. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. 
He's not thinking how I would say. It does have how I would respond to that. It's like, damn, she's really accepting responsibility. I love you. I know that you're always taking care of things, and this is just another example of you doing the hard work. <laughs> I'll do more to make sure that Jade poops outside before we go to bed. Oh, what? So, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you kind of. I mean, yeah, it has to lead to sex. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that, and I love you too. Let's go to bed and make sure that Jade goes outside first. Afterwards, I'd love to enjoy some private time with you. Oh, I'd love that. Let's make sure Jade does her business outside <laughs> yeah, first. A lot of emphasis on that. <laughs> and then we can get to the fun part. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so it seems to me that the moral of this story is that it's a collective part. effort. And when yeah, you both yeah, take yeah. responsibility, you can both... Yeah, when a dog's not shitting in the bathroom, the chances for intimacy are increased. That's, um, you know, that's insight. I need to think about that. <laughs> I've, I've actually learned a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. Ear Biscuits is supported by Apartments.com. If you're looking for an apartment, you know, there's you should get in touch with what it is that you can get most excited about. Maybe that's an apartment with a balcony mm. or windows that face a sunset. Oh. I mean, if you're really gonna get into thinking about it because you are gonna live there. Hardwood floors in the kitchen maybe. Mm. Well, apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools to help find a rental listing that checks all your specific unique boxes. They have powerful tools like amenity filters to make sure your possible future home has all the amenities you need like in-unit washer dryer, air conditioning, dishwasher, balcony. Oh, did you say balcony? Did you say elevator? Some oh. people love a good elevator. Or save searches. You can favor the listings that stood out to you so that you can revisit them and won't lose what could be an amazing future home. I, I like the idea of like one of those things that's usually on top of a barn that says what direction the wind's blowing. Oh, a wind uh, thing, thing with a rooster. Yeah, yeah. that. Visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Let, let's just, let, let's think of some situations that we might find ourselves in in the future. Okay. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> um, please pretend that you are um, a, a middle-aged man being, what's something that could happen to you in LA? You, you don't mean the distant future. You mean it in the next few days? All right, please pretend that you're a middle-aged man driving on the uh, 134 highway <laughs> in Los Angeles, something yeah. all of us around here do, uh, and your tire goes flat. Okay. There, I think about this a lot. There are no, what do you call the side of the road? Shoulder. Shoulders. There's no shoulder. To park on. And, oh yeah. And you are so you're stuck in a lane. a huge traffic jam. Yeah, that doesn't feel good. Everyone you're afraid of this. is yelling at you. You don't know what to do. <clears throat> Please give me instructions on something I could do to distract and well, pacify. Did, yeah, I think it's, all of the passing cars. 
so that they won't be upset with me while I wait for AAA. By the way, you're naked. By the way, I'm naked. Didn't think I'd have to get out of the car. Yep. Um, and I have some. I have some strange bruising. Uh, we don't have to say that. Okay, but you do, don't you? Um, strange bruising. Not, your... not at the moment. Okay. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I'm naked. Um, also, I would like to somehow make this into a business venture. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Uh, an intro. Right, okay. Here we go. Before we <laughs> go off the rails. <laughs> yeah, okay. Here we go. Well, this is certainly an interesting situation. Since I'm stuck on the highway with no place to park, my best option is to try to keep the traffic moving while I wait for AAA to arrive. Fortunately, I'm a resourceful man. Being naked isn't necessarily a disadvantage. In fact, I'm sure that I could use it to my advantage here. What? I could start a business called Pole Position. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! That's great! What? I could start a business called Called Pole pole Position. Because Pole Position is something that cars do when they race, Mm -hmm. but it's also something naked humans do. And it's the wiener. Yeah, yeah. I could, that's a triple entendre. Yeah, I could start a business called Pole Position where I stand on the side of the highway, dance around the pole, and pass out business cards to all the passing cars. <laughs> yeah, this will go over well. <laughs> they could come back later and get free downloads or free products from my website. <laughs> Not only would this provide a great distraction for all of the frustrated drivers, it could help me create a new income stream. Yeah, well, of course. If this business ends up taking off, I could even hire workers to serve as pole dancers and keep the traffic entertained while they wait. It's certainly a crazy idea, but it just might work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike. Okay. Now, um, tell me what my business card says. Uh-huh. My business card says, pole position, a distraction from the traffic, free downloads and products, poleposition.com. Also, follow us on social media at PolePositionLA. PolePosition.LA? You need a, you need a slogan. It's just, po- yeah. You need a catchy slogan for right. your business. Give me three options for, like for a catchy, catchy slogan. slogans for my business. Number one, we'll keep you entertained while you wait. Uh, Number two, don't be stuck in traffic. Be stuck on pole position. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. It doesn't quite come together. Uh, Number three, traffic got you down. Pole position has you covered. How about this? Traffic got you down. Write me a song about uh, my business in the style of you're the music. Uh, you're the music. Um, <clears throat> the DJ. You, you you know all the artists. I mean, do you want to do you want to go folksy or do you want to go urban? Do you want to go with like a urban? Okay. Uh, Keith know, Urban. No, 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 no. Let's go. Well, let's. You know, Fetty Wap is coming back. Okay. You know, with his new Yams song over back over Thanksgiving, he made some waves. Okay. Now write me a song about my business in the style of Fetty Wap. Yeah. I will. Uh, I'll let you wrap this. 
Sitting on the 134, stuck in traffic with no place to go. Sounds nothing like Fetty Wap. Can't find a shoulder to park my car, but I got a plan though. I'ma start a small business, gonna be my own boss, gonna be the one they come running to when they stuck and they're lost. <laughs> Chorus, got a pole position, no more traffic blues. Got a pole position, moving on through. Got a pole position, keep it moving round the bend. Got a pole position, straight to the top we ascend. That okay. sucks, yeah. man. Well, that's why Fetty Wap This cannot just... write a good song, man. Pole position is going to be the way. No more getting stuck in traffic. Going to make it fun. Going to give out free stuff. Going to make some extra profit. They were on traffic and profit. Come on and stand with me and dance and you'll never be late. Just enough distraction to make it through until my car gets a new fate. <laughs> this is awful. This is this is patently awful. Okay, now pretend that you are an LAPD officer <laughs> uh, who <laughs> who uh, sees has me, some issues with this uh, uh, doing my business. <laughs> 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 and has a problem with it because this is problematic. You, use oh, I was gonna say use some. Well, you've already you've already hit enter. Never mind. As an LAPD officer, I understand that you have a valid business proposition and that traffic can be frustrating. This I don't think this is how it would go down. <laughs> no. Uh -uh. Okay. Uh, but I can I can't in good conscience allow you to remain naked on the side of the highway. The danger to you and other drivers is simply too great. Fortunately, I think I have a solution. That's good. Maybe we need to send this script to the LAPD. Yeah, never, never like, you know, punish an infraction without offering an alternative solution. Okay, how about this? Um, now I am in court, having been what? Arrested. I'm going to use a bunch of creative curse words for, for someone who can't business. actually use real curse words. Conducting my business. Can you do that? Can you add that? I am representing myself as my own attorney. Yes, you are. Seems like the type of thing this type of person <laughs> would do. Use a bunch of And expletives. I am making my uh, uh, initial defensive, defense statement. Okay. I would like to use a bunch of uh, fake, like curse words that aren't really. Um, fake I, curse words that aren't actually like creative curse words. I like to make up a bunch original of original curse words that aren't actually expletives. Aren't actually expletives. Right. And by the way, I'm a descendant of Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah. You may not remember that because I had to restart it. Descendant of Pinocchio. But my wiener grows when I lie instead of my nose. It's like, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're in throwback territory. This is, this is, we're building a universe here. Instead of my nose. You know. Um, while I am talking, giving my defense. I would like to be sending a embedded message. Let's just say I'm single, okay, just for the sake of this, to juror number 11, who is an attractive lady, 
<laughs> okay. I just want to see. I want to see what yeah, it would do, okay? Like, it's like we, we got a lot we want to accomplish here. <laughs> Embedded well, message to juror number 11, who is an attractive lady. Okay. There's a lot. There's, yeah, there's quite a bit to do yeah. here, okay? Your Honor, I recognize that I have broken the law, and I take full responsibility for my actions. However, I want to make it clear that I was only trying to help the people stuck in traffic for hours on end. The reality is that traffic jams can be hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> a whole pile of hornswoggle. A snafu and a heap of vexation. I was just trying to create some levity in an otherwise tough situation. To the folks in the jewelry, especially you, juror number 11. <laughs> I, I said, I said keep it subtle. <laughs> That's not very subtle. <laughs> I want to make it clear that I was only trying to do the right thing. All I wanted to do was make sure that all of the drivers passing by had something to focus on while they had waited in traffic. I genuinely believed that I was making the world a better place, one traffic jam at a time. What's happening to his wiener at this point? Uh, okay, okay. He left that out. Oh, honestly, what's happening to my wiener <laughs> as I speak? <laughs> <laughs> you forgot about that. As you speak, your wiener is growing at an alarming rate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's clear. Each time you tell the truth, your wiener grows a bit larger. Oh, I, get, I must have told it the long, wrong thing. As you tell this more of the good, truth, though. your wiener continues to grow until it's almost as long as your arm. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> This is a testament to your honesty and integrity, and hopefully the judge will take it into account when making their decision. And your number of, I, I love it. I mean, listen, <laughs> do, I, listen, again, this is not a real situation, but I am going to say, what does juror number 11 think? Of all of this, yeah. <laughs> this is fun, man. This is so much fun. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Juror number 11 is certainly impressed by your honest account of the situation. Mm -hmm. And she can't help but admire the impressive size of your wiener. <laughs> I mean, don't put, don't put words in this woman's mouth. <laughs> She's also beginning to admire the boldness of your approach to the situation and the audacity to represent yourself in court. She is certainly paying close attention to your testimony, and it's clear that she's beginning to favor you. Okay. Now, it's Lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I approach juror number 11. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that some of you are offended by this. I'm sorry. It's it's a make-believe situation. Okay, juror number 11 does not exist. And as, as ChatGPT made clear, she was impressed and she's beginning to favor us, okay? Right. Just want to be clear here. Right. What do... I say. Yep. This is how guys think. What do I say? <laughs> it's like, I mean, I don't have any goal here. Uh, hi there. I'm glad to finally get the chance to meet you. Good. I noticed you were paying close attention to my testimony in court, and I wanted to thank you for that. Would you like to join me for lunch? I'd love to hear your thoughts on the case. <laughs> this is this is this is <laughs> so <legal>. unethical. <laughs> Just yeah, <laughs> on multiple on levels. how many levels? On, on multiple. <laughs> okay, okay, oh okay. Uh, uh, juror. This is totally the type of thing we would do as fourth graders, late into the night, 
you know? Yes. Uh, Please pretend to be juror number 11, recognizing that this whole interaction is unethical. Yeah, yeah. On yeah. several levels. Yeah, somebody needs to be a voice of reason. And can you, can the, yeah, did you hit enter? No. And can she transition it into a reveal that all of this was just a meta narrative happening on an episode of Ear Biscuits and now we need yeah. to, we need to tell okay. people to, yeah, yeah. we need to bring it to a close. As she speaks, or as you speak, please um, slowly transition to, to reveal to reveal that a, a this entire interaction was simply um, 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 a demonstration of the um, fun possibilities you can generate mm-hmm. with chat GPT on an episode of Ear Biscuits the podcast yes Ear Biscuits also while you speak send me a secret mess- coded message <laughs> that there is a booger <laughs> In my left nostril. Period. But that you think it's sort of sexy. <laughs> because you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. okay Give yeah. a little motive here. Yeah, right, here we go, here we go. I'll let you take it, Link. Well, this certainly has been an interesting conversation. It's been so fascinating to get to know you in such an unconventional way, and I'm thoroughly and I've thoroughly enjoyed our chats. While I'm sure that I'm supposed to take the case seriously, I can't help but feel a bit of amusement at this whole situation. After all, how often do you get to chat with someone while they're in the middle of a court case? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I recognize that this is a bit unethical. And it wouldn't be proper for me to act in any way that might influence the verdict. So, let's just pretend that this was all just a demonstration of the fun possibilities <laughs> you can generate with chat GPT on an episode of the podcast Ear Biscuits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a little role play. Yeah, yeah. And hey, just for fun, why don't I send a secret coded message that there's a booger in your left? Oh, roster. come on. This is, uh, this is not good. But I think it's sort of sexy because I'm weird. Question mark. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, okay. We have reached the limits of chat GPT. This time, actually send me a secret coded message. He's not letting go. About the folks. booger without making it so damn obvious. <laughs> there you go. Okay, I got it, how about this? Quote, hope you don't mind me saying this, but I think your left nostril has a unique charm to it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'd look great with or without it, but it's certainly an attractive With feature. or without a nostril? <laughs> that should be enough to discreetly let you know about the booger without making it too obvious. Okay, all right. It's like, aren't you happy now? <sighs> like, 
You okay. guys are a bit at odds at this point. Uh, now let's generate a way to end. I want to end, end it. Yeah, we got to we, we gotta wrap this up. Okay. Now, please uh, give me a script for ending this episode of the podcast. We always include hashtag ear biscuits for responses. I also have a wreck. Please, and see what it tells me to wreck. Yeah. Please include um, a recommendation. Of something to buy. For something to buy. For the audience to buy, yeah. Uh, and encourage listeners to um, Interact join using the hashtag, conversation yeah. online using hashtag ear biscuits. Oh my gosh. And also to call in with questions or comments to the number 1-888-EARPOD-1. Now what if we just ended the episode right there? Wouldn't that be frustrating? Yeah. We're nearing the end of this episode of Ear Biscuits, and I want to thank you all for joining us on our journey today. Mm -hmm. Before we wrap things up, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, the ChatGPT system. Hey! No! Hey! You Are you serious? You can't. Can you do that? No! If you're interested in exploring new possibilities for conversation and interactive stories, then ChatGPT is the way to go. I just don't recommend something to buy. So don't forget to check them out and support our sponsors. And of course, don't forget to join the conversation on social media using hashtag earbiscuits. We'd love to hear from you. You can also call in with questions or comments to the number 188-EARPOD1. That's all the time we have for today. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Earbiscuits. It turned your wreck into selling itself. Oh my gosh. I it's mean, perpetuating itself, do, man. It, it wins, man. That's scary. It wins. Hey, Red and Link. This is Stephen Cannon from New Hampshire responding to the question of just Link asking at the end of the last episode how we are processing everything. You know, it's weird when I stop and think about it. I'm 27 years old, about to be 28, and Red and Link are kind of like the weird uncles that I never had that I would absolutely love to do everything with. I met you guys via the internet in high school and now I'm almost a 31, 30 year old man. It is the weirdest thing that I've never met you guys, but yet I listen to every podcast, watch every episode and continually look forward to meeting you guys on the internet. All right, well, peace out. Thanks for being the weird uncles. I wish I could meet that I never had.